the alien justice system, the people are represented by two separate and not equally important groups. The utilities, who do all the dirty work, and the litigarans, who prosecute criminals. These are their stories. Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch, episode 8 of season 2. I am Kamal Hats, and with me as usual is Red Nightmare. I have opinions about this episode. What? How dare you, sir? I am suing you for having opinions about this episode. <laughs> oh no, no! <laughs> I'll see you in space court. <laughs> I mean, we, can you imagine if I didn't have opinions on that episode? No. Just come in one week, I don't care. <laughs> Be like, why, why do I have you here? <laughs> That's what this was all about. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, the episode called Dream a Little Dream. Or, as it well, it was originally titled Reunion because before we even get into the episode, um, I think Bear's mentioning that this was, and, and we've talked about this before uh, on the show, that it was originally going to be the opener, the uh, first episode of season two. Yeah. But it was pushed back all the way back here to episode eight. And there were a couple of differences. The opening and basically the framing of the episode was different. Mm -hmm. As you might expect, eight episodes in, it's now basically it's a flashback episode. And we'll talk about, you know, why that makes sense or doesn't make sense or whatever. But yeah, this was originally supposed to open season two. So yeah, we'll talk more about how that actually works when we get into the meet the episode and maybe once we're through the whole thing but mm-hmm. um oh we might as well start it off now that we've covered that and we'll uh, kick off with well we kick off with zan and Crichton in the transport pod that's not actually where we kick off oh with. right no sorry we, we have kick flash- off the dvd outtakes well yeah of, it's... of the end of season one <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it plays out like the end of season one which is dargo and Crichton floating in space erin in her prowler and like oh no i'm sorry it's too late and like the very end of season yeah one. just after moya starbursts away yeah and then a little bit extra on from that like oh no there are prowlers after erin shooting at her and they, they kill her they, yeah she blows up and there's a then there's a crack in john's helmet and the air goes out and then his head explodes the image of John's head just yeah. expanding. It's like, wow. Also, I don't, that's not really, that's never not mind. Happening. Anyway. Fine. It, it, I don't it, think, well, It works no. exactly like, uh, as well Actually, as the space is called. Well, you know. <laughs> but it turns out, obviously, I mean, obviously that's not real. That's not what happened. And mm. it's basically Zan catapults awake. She's having been having a dream. She's like, oh, wakes up suddenly and that's yeah she's in the transport pod with Crichton and they're actually kind of just floating in space because there's a problem with the transport pod and John is under under the hood looking (laughs) in all the wiring and he finds that it's actually some nice bit of content you'd like to link it in uh Kidva barbecue (laughs) that Rigel had put down there (laughs) which was messing things up uh and to, to be clear, this is not a um, a dire situation. Moya's going to be back in an yeah. hour. They're just floating there, and it's just the engines, the controls broke out. They're fine. Yeah, they just they, have they just have to they just have to sit it out for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Which is convenient because a Farscape episode is about an hour. <laughs> well, it's forty five minutes, and you know if you're watching on 
TV, then you've got ad breaks. So yeah, it's, it's an out. So yeah, Zan is a little bit distressed, but she doesn't want to talk about it. And John's like, yeah, you know, you should try talking about it maybe. She's like, no, I'd, I'd rather not. And he's like, all right. And then he just actually starts singing. He's just singing a song called Dream a Little Dream of You. Yeah. Dream a little dream of me. Which, you know, he sings the uh, episode title. That's nice. Apparently, that was actually an ad lib. Not the, not the whole song. Like, he didn't make up the song. But Ben Browder ad lib singing that in the episode. Like, it's, a, it's an actual song. Oh. Is what I mean. And they were like, oh, damn it. Well, no, that was the- so good. Now we need to get the rights. That's, that's almost exactly what happened. They were like, actually, that's really good. Can we get the rights to use that as the episode title? Uh-huh. Because originally, like, the original version of the episode was called Reunion. Wait, 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 wait. They actually did, uh, ended up using a not working title? My yeah. God, this is, this is massive for Farscape. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, you know, can we get the rights to use that as a... Uh, as a thing, so yeah, they did, and there you go. So anyway, uh, he, because he sings that line, "Dream a little dream of me," Zan is like, "I was, I was dreaming of you." And basically, this kind of gets her to open up a little bit, and she says that she keeps seeing, Zan, she keeps seeing Aaron, Crichton, and Dargo die in her dreams. Mm-hmm. And so you know, well, let's talk about it. And says, "Did I ever tell you, or did?" Chiana and Rigel ever tell you what happened on Litigara? Yeah. And she's like, well, no. And because after the end of season one, after Family Ties, uh, they went searching for, the three of them went searching for Aaron, Crichton, and Dargo on all the mm-hmm. planets that were within range of Aaron's Prowler. And they had searched everywhere. And the last one they went to was Litigara. And apparently something bad happened there that Zan doesn't want to remember. So she tells us. Wibbly, 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 flashback time. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, while, while this scene is happening, uh, the music underscoring Zan is beautiful. Yeah, we get a big music cue when she comes over to talk to uh, Crichton. So pretty. Yeah. So pretty. It's very sort of soft and a little bit tinkly. It's like... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's an instrument in there that I... I've heard it before, but I can't place it. Mm. But it's trying to go at the sort of emo- emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. It works pretty well. But before we get into the flashback, I want to talk about what the original version of that scene was. So in Reunion, the version that was supposed to be the first episode of season two, yeah. rather than Zan and Crichton, you had Zan and Pilot. And this is like immediately following on. This isn't like leading up to a flashback. This is... Just like immediately after family yeah. ties, and pilots feeling sorrow over the loss of Crichton, Aaron, and Dargo, and he's confused and asking Zan why it troubles him so much, and she tells him that their sacrifice was an act of heroic charity, and then she gets upset. Pilot has to calm her down, and they've searched a load of planets, moons, and asteroids, no sign, and Litigara is their last hope. And okay. then Zan and goes. Then this episode happens. Yeah, exactly. And Zan goes to get Rigel and Chiana, who have been on the surface gathering information. So that's that was the original version of that scene, and like it was clearly setting up the like this is immediately afterwards, but we've had the version which is this is a flashback now. Yeah. So we sort of fade out for the flashback, and we are in a bar. Mm-hmm. And Zan is aggressively asking the barkeeper, okay, aggre- insistently asking yeah. the barkeeper if they, he has seen Aaron, Dargo, and John. Yeah, it says a Sebastian, a Luxon, and a Hugh. 
Another sebation. <laughs> like, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, he's not going to know what that is. And the barman has, like, no idea. He's like, no, I haven't seen them. And she's getting very insistent. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen them. I, I, I do like that the barkeep doesn't get aggressive. It's like, he, he grabs her hands like, no, I haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. Please and, back off, crazy woman. Yeah, and quick note, the Litigarans, like, they're, they're not sebation. Or they're sebation. They're they're not. Their alien makeup is basically silver white. Well, it's more like silvery opalescent face paint. Really, yeah. that's what it is. So that's how we know that they're aliens. It's very minor. <laughs> yeah, very oh, minor. Fine. Which I guess makes sense because there's quite a few, quite a lot of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then Dan's like, right, well, we have to leave and. <laughs> goes over to Rigel, who's just completely drunk. Why will you drink, handsome? <laughs> and she says, oh. <laughs> I like this. Getting Dren faced isn't going to help. And so we figured out what one of the replacement swear words is. Dren meaning shit. Yeah. <laughs> getting shit faced isn't helping. He's like, what oh, is helping me? <laughs> <laughs> and Chiana I mean, is. I love drunk Rigel. It's so good. And Chiana is. She's making new friends. She's fighting. By beating people up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's, you know, getting on with everybody. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get into a fight, so Zan grabs both of them. It's like, right, we're out of here. Let's go. And they're outside in the exterior shot. We actually get a pan down of the city that they're in, which mm-hmm. is much more of a, like a typical sci-fi city. Yeah, it's a very Blade Runner-esque. Yeah, big towers and like flying cars and lights and it's dark and moody and so she radios back up to pilot and Moya is actually demanding that they come back so that they can go look for Talon mm-hmm. and it's like we've given you plenty of time you searched like loads of planets and stuff for Aaron Dargo and Crichton and we haven't found them this is our last this is the last one on the list like we can't waste any more time we have to go look for Talon that's what Moya wants to do yeah. She's very insistent, which is kind of... I mean, you don't see that from Moya very often. I mean, I can imagine, like, it's her kid, mm. and we they've been looking for we don't know how long. A long and time. It's like, this is the last one. We're done. Yeah, let's get Please. out of here. And I like what Pilot says here, that maybe we need to accept that their fate, whichever it may be, doesn't involve us anymore. Yeah. And then Zen says... I mean, she's upset still at this point. Like, there's tears down her face when she says this but she's like well tell Moya that we'll we can resume searching for Talon in the morning or you know uh, as soon as we get back on board mm-hmm. and Chiana and Rigel are like what you can't abandon them and this is crap and uh, Zan's reaction is like you know shut up both of you I, I love it she says I it's been hard watching your anxiety over their law over their missing of them missing I shudder to see what your grief of their passing will do to you. Yeah. But she's like, no, we've got to go. Upset about it, but yeah, we have to get back on Moya. Uh, Also in the scene, off to the side, and we get a couple of cuts away to this, there's a female Litigaran just sort of standing there in a long black uh, coat. And also the thing with some of the Litigarans, they have um, like a black... Sort of, I guess, it's like a skin tight hood on with a cap on top of it, mm-hmm. and um, she's looking at them and like, ah, hmm, sort of hiding in the background. And 
So Zan is like, okay, let's go. It goes to leave, and there's a there's like a traffic light, effectively. Like, but mm-hmm. it's made out of triangles, and it's an odd shape. It's alien traffic light. Yeah, basically, and and it says, "Stop! You are not allowed to go." And just so she's waiting, and then the female with the gun like pushes a button on a device, and then it says, "You may go." This is all from like off, like yeah. in the background, mm-hmm. uh, from Dan's point of view. We get a close up of it, and it says, "You can go." And then she walks out and just gets knocked down by a vehicle, and then the police immediately just get on to her and it's like, "You're under arrest. You will be arrested. You're next." And like, wow, really? Getting hit by a car was punishment enough? Jaywalking, I guess. Like it. Yeah, and they were clearly like standing by, ready for this. So, like we as the, we already know, but for whatever reason, we we already know that Zan has been set up to take the fall for something, or she's been, yeah, like oh, we'll uh, get this alien arrested for what reason we don't know. So yeah, then we get the titles after like Zan's arrested. Oh no, titles! And when we, and when we come back, she's in uh, the prison. She's in space jail. Yeah, space jail. Pilot is on the comms to Chiana, saying that you know Moira's ready to leave. You must tell Zan. Chiana goes to see Zan in jail, and says you shouldn't have come. You should be back on Moira. Get out of here without me. And then Zan's lawyer appears. Well, we get somebody walk walk into scene. Like, mm-hmm. right, who are you? No, don't tell me. I can look it up. Your Zan. Zan. And it's like I'm your public defender. We can get you out of here. You know, we expect. You know, it's it's a load of crap. You're an off-worlder. Doesn't matter. You know, you yeah, don't know like, the, the law. That's fine. With a, with, a, with a judge on a good day, probably minimal sentence, like ten cycles. No, not ten cycles. It's ten years. <laughs> ten cycles. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it says yeah, minimum sentence, which is ten solar days. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, fine, oh, ten days. Oh. And they're like, no, no, we can't stay ten days because Moya is leaving immediately. Like, we have to go now. It's like. Well, you know, there's nothing I can do. It's like, can, can I get another lawyer? And he's like, yeah, d- you know, if you if you want, it's very easy since ninety percent of the population are lawyers. Ninety percent. Ninety percent on a This plan- is hell. Yeah. we are in hell now. This is hell. <laughs> we've died and we've gone to hell. And yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Apparently, we've done something wrong because this is hell. Well, like this is like a proper. Proper like old school like original Star Trek yes! level um, yes, 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 yes. setup. It's like where, where I like don't think too much about it because your brain hurts. About it's it's how almost this doesn't work. Actually, it's almost like it's almost like Futurama level of like <laughs> this is the planet of the lawyers, which is called Litigara. <laughs> yeah. I, well, Christ. once I heard that, and I was like, oh, that's a bit on the nose. Yeah, it's very on the nose. Planet of the lawyers. <laughs> litigation, litigara. Exactly. Get it? Get it? Uh, We're not being subtle because we think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, so they're all lawyers apart from there's 10% of them who are not lawyers. And yeah. they apparently must con- they must make up everybody else. It's like, damn. And they're like, okay, well, you can get another one, but 90% is lawyers. So they're like, uh, whatever, fine. We'll, we'll try and sort this. And, yeah, and, I, and I like that their first response isn't, well, we could just take Moya, go look around a bit for Talon, come back in 10 days, pick you up, and go. Uh, keep going. Well, it's because I think uh, they say it might be hard to find them again if they starburst away. That's true, actually. Because yeah. that's like more of a random thing. Yeah, and, no, that's fair. 
and that that's the issue. So <laughs> Zan is just she's kind of distressed. Also, because she's in jail, she's wearing like a brown, like simple tunic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a prison uniform, effectively. Yeah. And Zan is like, um, I must, I must speak to you, lawyer guy, and like saying it very quietly. He's like, I have to talk to you. He's what? Uh, and he sort of walks over, and he grabs. Then she grabs him by his neck and just starts throttling him while like, just yelling. That's- that's not how big your case. <laughs> yeah, it's like Zan, no. <laughs> it's like ah. And, and, and some guards show up. They go, yeah. go into their cell. They open the door to the cell. Go in, cattle prod her basically till she lets go. Yep, and they back away and like, God, we just get a look of Zan sort of crouching down in her cell, and she's just furious. She's like she's... angry. And she looks at Shiana. She's like, I, I don't know what's happening to me. Yeah. Scared. Like, clearly scared. Yeah, she's... I mean, she's afraid of unleashing the beast inside, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing again. Because she's at her, at her wit's end. Like, she hasn't... She's having a hard time with the loss of Aaron, Dugger, and Crichton. And she's and, in a cage again. Yeah, exactly. And it's... Oh, it's not good. So, then we go to a different scene. Actually, we cut to... Uh, shot through like a window, oh, beautiful some, some blinds of the city, and a really big, bright red moon. <laughs> I I was feeling a little bit uh, noir-ish. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit like I that. knew she was trouble the moment she walked yeah, in. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it pans down. And there's a conversation happening, and it's another. Well, obviously, it's another lawyer. There's loads of them. <laughs> But he's saying that uh, it's not safe for you to go. And there's a man on the other side who says, you know, it's not safe for me to go out uh, tonight. And he says, no, I don't care. We have I to don't get care this. about your personal safety. We have found the perfect subject. And he opens up a little uh, hologram on the table, which is a picture of Zan. Mm-hmm. So Zan has been set up for something. And we see the same Lissagaran woman who tripped the... Uh, Streetlight earlier, also in the room, and I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Nope. Our plan is all coming together. There's no way they can stop us now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is like a proper sort of office setup. It even has like it, this stood out to me like a bit of pro. It has like that green, uh, gla- like glass light that you see on like um, old desks and so on. Like mm-hmm. that's not even a sci-fi prop. That's like a, like you said, like a noir prop. Yep. <laughs> it's like that stood out a little bit. They raided in the noir department. Yeah. But anyway, that's <laughs> they're using Zan for something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back in her cell, we actually get this really cool shot. Oh, this this is hard to watch. It is hard to watch. But before like we get into what actually happened, there's a shot, because we get a long... Basically, you have the cells on one side of the room, and then some uh, tables and stuff on the other side with some lights on them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a long corridor. And we get a shot down it with, uh, basically in silhouette, of Aaron, Dargo, and Crichton walking down there. And it's, really, it's a really cool shot. It looks yeah. great. And it slowly sort of zooms in on them. And it's a really nice silhouette shot. And they go up to Zan's cell. And Zan's really happy to see them. It's like, oh, you're alive. And they're like, oh, we're here to save you. Uh, well, it wasn't a bit of picnic for us either. Well, actually, <laughs> he says, it's not exactly been a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, and then 
uh, and then Dargo aims his quilt blade gun at uh, one of the bars and, and waits. Yeah, and she's like, come on, you rescue me, right? It's like, nope. <laughs> they don't say anything. And she just says, I need you to rescue me. I need you to rescue me. And sort of breaking down a little bit. And I mean, obviously, they're not really there. This is a hallucination she's having. Yeah. So they disappear. Yeah, and they just and they actually like dissolve. There's an effect where they're just dispersed. Yeah, I love that. It's actually pretty cool. And uh, I have to say, like Virginia Hay does a great job, like as as Zan in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, really, Definitely a Zan episode. Really selling that uh, emotion from this scene so you like, think you think oh that's pretty bad she's hallucinating being rescued and not happening oh that's no good and then like she goes to sit down in her cell once that's yeah. all happening and then another hallucination of john walks through the wall yeah and sits down next to her and she starts talking to it and oh god for what uh, by the way can i say that in this scene Hmm. Ben Browder's emotionless acting is great. Yeah, he actually is very... Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, emotionless. Incredibly restrained. Restrained, yeah. I, I don't think he's entirely emotionless, but it is no. like one continuous emotion. It, it's just like he's very yeah, restrained and simplified and not mm-hmm. the Crichton that we used to. Because, you know, she's hallucinating him. Yeah. She says, like, I need you all here because when I was on Moya, you know, I drew my strength from you and the others. And now that you're not here, I I'm I can't do that. I'm alone. And, and John says, like, no, you have Rigel and Gianna. And, you know, but they're children. They're like children. How? And this really tells you everything about, uh, about Zan, because she's like, how am I supposed to be responsible for them and myself and Pilot and Moya? Yeah. At the same time? Like, she takes yeah. everything on herself to be responsible for. And it's I, just... I, and like I think Rachel and Shiana are old enough to take care of themselves. Yeah, but she's like she's the team mom, like in yeah. every sense of the word. Like yeah, and but it takes all of this burden on herself, and mm-hmm. she's getting really broken up about the fact that they're not there anymore, which is why it's hitting her so hard. And she needed them for strength as well, and just mm. uh, yeah. So she kind of just. She said, I wish you were really here, and puts her head on his shoulders, and Uh yeah. Then his image dissolves, because the same little Garen woman we saw before has come up to the cell. Says, hey, you want to get out? I can help you, and just dissolves the bar. Like, there's a large single bar that uh, really keeps her in, with, like, dissolves it with some device, and it's just... Cool effect. It's like, you want to get out? Here you go. Okay, guards are changing shifts. You don't have long. Here's a map of how to get out. And I think Zan is like, uh, why do you? Why are you letting me do this? And she's like, do you want to get out or do you want answers? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, all right. <laughs> what? You get? You, we can't do both. Like, this is the most suspicious jailbreak of all time. Yeah. It's somebody who you've never seen before walks up to you and says, "You want to get out? Okay, here's a map." Of exactly where to go, and I'll dissolve the bar for you. Bye. Like, wait, yeah. what? I, okay. <laughs> and that for infraction, that might take like ten days. Yeah, exactly. It's why would you do that? But Zan takes her up on it. It's like, all right, fine, no questions, and takes the map and just runs off. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the outside, another exterior shot of like a basically like a back alley. It was a of- black back alley. Yeah, the, the kind where 
There's steam going along the floor. It's like a rat going to die. Yeah, and you see Chiana and Rigel are actually walking along. like, oh, great. Come on, let's go. And they start running over. Like, how did you get out? And Zan just almost trips over a dead body on the ground. It's like, oh. There's a spotlight on her. It's like, that's weird. And then police just come out of nowhere and like, your nick, your nick, mate, your nick. Not quite like that, but they put her under arrest. It's like she tries to resist, fight them off, and they stick her with the cattle prod again. And yeah. Then we go back to the next, well, later on in the cell again with the public defender she was given, the same lawyer from before. Yeah. And he's like, well, the good news is you're not being charged for the traffic violation. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, you're being charged for murder. Yep. So, yeah, well, um, guess you're pleading guilty. Yep. It's and a deal. Yeah, as far as the law's concerned, you're going to be executed in three days. And like, oh, okay. And Chiana is trying to uh, bargain with the lawyer saying, you know, can't you... I mean, you're a lawyer. Make something up. And this is a this is a neat detail because he says, "Okay, yeah. well, I can't do that because if I if I make a plea or present a case that is could, that, that it contains lies, yes, or is made in bad faith, yeah, that's the wording. If I do that, then I end up suffering the same punishment as my client. So it's like to try and get around them lying and deception. It's like you know, you have you would also be executed if we find out. So, like, you're running a huge risk if you do that. Pretty heavy. And he's not running that risk for no. an off-world that he doesn't know. No, exactly. So, yeah, we will be pleading guilty. Huh. And so it's uh, time to go to court. Oh, God. This, <laughs> so, so, so the shot pans up, we go through the ceiling, and we come uh, up in the studio of... Are you a murderer? Welcome to Are You a Murderer? Because yeah. the music and the setting, it's all like this is a freaking game show. It is a little bit like the. It's really dark and serious, but the music has just that like. <laughs> well, no, it's like you've you've got those spotlights pointing down, so it's like it is like. Who wants to be a murderer? <laughs> it is a little bit like exactly. That. But I, I, the, the other thing I thought was like, okay, we're going to go to court now. And we pan up, and are like, oh, so the court is in a warehouse. <laughs> like, that's what this yeah. this set is. It, like, it's a big empty warehouse where everything is really far apart from each other, and there's a very small bench of like twelve people. <laughs> people watching. It feels yeah. like a bit disproportionate. Like, it would have worked better if it was a smaller set, but you know, they make do with what they have. And uh, <laughs> the stand is actually like a raised plinth with two like wedges on either side pointing up and and a bar in front and like i said you've got the i think it's a jury supposed to be but it's just like a, a some stands with people sitting in it and rigel and chiana there as well mm-hmm. and they're all like obviously everyone else is little guns and um, the inference for me for the costuming is that if they've got the cap and the black like uh, undershirt on then they're a lawyer and if not yeah. they're a utility oh and also i should have mentioned this actually that reminds me in the in the previous scene we find out that the person she's accused that zan is accused of murdering was somebody who was advocating for utilities rights yeah i'm, uh, I'm, I'm a press group yeah and also the another quick thing i i should have mentioned this but when he says to her the lawyer says to her says do you even know who the man you murdered was and zan says 
I didn't murder anybody. Yeah. So, like, it's not the kind of gotcha thing of, like, uh, I, I had no idea. It's like, ah, but you admit that then... No, I didn't. Ah. Sounds oh, no. sm smart enough to do that. Anyway, <laughs> in court, you've got all this set up, and... So Rigel is explaining to Chiana and the audience what the setup <laughs> here is, and it's like ninety percent of the population are lawyers. And yep. he says it's a. He actually says I wasn't expecting this line from Rigel, but I guess I should have. But he says it's an ass backwards planet. <laughs> and it's like they don't have dominoes or rulers; they have law firms yeah. that rule depending on reasons. Well, yeah, they're just competing law firms, and the biggest one is in charge. I, b I bet the, the the way they decide which law firm is in charge is through a court case. Yeah, probably. Um, and the current one in power is run by it's Ruman something and something, and it's yeah. run by a guy called Jar Ruman. And we pan up to him, like Roger points him out. It's the guy we saw on the phone earlier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, shenanigans are afoot. And then we see the. Judge opens the proceedings, who has the most ridiculous hat I think we've seen in this entire show. Yes, yes, I agree. This is the most ridiculous hat we've seen. It's, it's amazing. Like, can I just say, though, she carries it wonderfully. Oh, yeah. like Stern it, face, complete totally seriousness, while wearing a giant flying saucer on her head, yeah. basically. She's wearing, like, a sort of pale red, almost pink, but sort of, like, faded red robes uh, with, like, a simple gold chain around her neck and like a big like it's a really big disc you know what it looks like this will this will certainly work for our american listeners it looks like a raspberry oreo yeah <laughs> it's like it's like that's what the helmet the hat looks like and it's like twice it just goes out all the way over to like her shoulders it's like shoulder width it's it looks like a raspberry oreo like it's that kind of bottom like filling and then top <laughs> It's, oh yeah! It's, oh yeah! It's Sorry, amazing. I had, to I had to Google that. Definitely looks like a raspberry Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and so she calls everything to order. And actually, there's some religious undertones in this because she says we stand in front of that which is most holy, the law and, and faith. The law of the land. Yeah. So it's not the law is not just. Their well, it's not just their legal system; it also it's seems a to be freaking de deity. Yeah, it's their religion of some kind. So the judge is about to give the verdict, like like their lawyer said. It's like it's a done deal. So she's just rattling through, like, we'll give the verdict. You will be executed, da, 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 and then find you guilty. Wait, wait, wait. Does it matter? Doesn't it matter that I'm innocent? <laughs> Objection. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, expect me to do that. Yeah, because then starts arguing with them. And judge asks, have you discussed this with your counselor that you're going for a non-guilty plea? And the counselor's like, no, she's not. No, she hasn't. I don't agree with this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to defend her. Well, in that case, if there's nobody to defend, uh, defend you, I guess we'll have to keep going. Yeah. Silence. And I'm like, oh, hmm, who could possibly decide to defend Zan? Yeah, because they say, you, we can't change your plea without representation. So if you want to change your plea, you have to agree with your counsel about it. Mm -hmm. And there's, and otherwise, you know, if you can't do that, then you can change counsel, or we keep going with the original plea of guilty. Yeah. And says, is there anyone who will represent her? And there's the group of uh, lawyers who don't do anything. And both, and after a little bit of a pause, both Rigel and Chiana try and say like I'll do yeah, it simultaneously like, oh. Oh. 
And then Chiana has to run all the way to the other side of the warehouse. Yeah, it's, that's to, why it's so dumb! <laughs> it's like a huge set, it doesn't need to be that big. And it's like, this is Dren! You know what, I'll represent her. And then Zan is saying, no, don't do that, you, you have to go, go with Rigel, save yourselves, leave me to my fate, and she's like, no, I'm not going to leave you here, this is crap, we'll, we'll defend you, this is, yeah. we'll get you out of here. Exactly. So then they go, all right, well, we'll call the hearing for now, and we'll reconvene later, and they sort of take everyone away. Mm-hmm. The next scene we go to is back in the cell again, back in Zan's holding cell. And Chiana walks in with a bunch of books. Yeah. It's like, are those so, all the law books? So. No, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and it's like, well, and Rydell is like, I don't see why we need them. Oh. And then Chiana reveals to Rydell that if we make a plea that is in bad faith or is, contains lies, then we suffer the same fate as our client. He's like, what? You didn't tell me that, <laughs> I mean, I don't, they're so incredibly scared about this, but the only thing you don't, can't do is not lie. You can't lie. Yeah, but like, as Rydell says, he says, you and me, not lie. What? <laughs> like, they say, like, that's where their strengths are in, like, deceiving people and uh, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they are not, they have to play it by the book, literally, by the books. The huge stack all of, of books. Them. Yeah, all of them. And that's the only way for them to have a chance of getting uh, Zan out. Because if they lie, then they end up getting executed as well yeah but it's i'm like oh you can't lie you can't have a a, a plea in bad faith well the fir- the last one is covered because they genuinely believe that she's innocent yeah but like rigel is clearly like okay i've got a way out of this we'll bullshit our way out and it's like, <laughs> that's not gonna cut it man you're not allowed to buddy yeah and you wanna s- risk it <laughs> and so they go to bar after and, this. And even still but Santa's like, no, no, you're going to get yourself killed. I don't want you to do this. I'm like, you're incredibly certain they're going to lie, aren't you? Like, <laughs> it's, you're, not, you're, not, you're not even letting the thought enter your mind that they might be able to do this while being fair. Or might just lose while being fair. Yeah, and it's like she said a minute ago, like, you know, they're children. She thinks of them as sort of children. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, you know, you're not, I'm responsible for you and... Not, it's a little bit like not having a huge amount of faith in them, which is a, it's a know, downer. bit of a downer, yeah. So they go do some more research in the bar. We're back in the same bar we saw before, and they've got this whole stack of books opened up looking through them. And then there's a, off in the background, there's another lawyer who has a go at there's a utility sort of serving him. It's like, God, bugger off. I don't need any more. I don't need rights. Get out. Go away. Go away, yeah. And the barman who comes across, he's not got the capital, so he's clearly a, a utility. And, you know, he's a barman, not a lawyer. Yeah, not a lawyer. <laughs> and Chiana says, you know, you do you get much of that. It's like, yeah. It's his right. He's a lawyer. Yeah, he can do that. We're utilities. We don't have rights. That's why the guy the guy who was murdered, who's called Wesley Ken, uh, he was fighting for utilities rights. That's why he was so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rigel is also like, how do we have so much... Look at all this law books, and this is ridiculous. And then the barman produces a much smaller book, a really what's tiny book. It's a pocket, pocket uh, book. Yeah, and it says, this is all you really need. Because this is, this is the axiom of our law. This is the core. Yeah. And Rice is like, how the hell did you get from that little book to this? Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, answer is that as more and more the 
population devoted themselves to becoming lawyers. They had to make more and more law to justify their position and their position in society. So basically they inflated the law to serve themselves. Uh. Yeah. And says, but this is all you really need. This is, you know, this is basically their holy book as well. And all you need is in there, which yeah. is awfully convenient. <laughs> it's a tiny book they can just read through very quickly. I mean, that, that gives them an actual chance. Yeah. Then we cut to back in uh, Zan's cell where she's having another hallucination, mm-hmm. this time of Aaron. Just staring at her. Yep. And saying, you know, why did you leave us here? If you'd waited a few more microns, we could have all come back. And Zan's responding like, you told me to go. And it's like, oh, okay, you're not really here. I'm, I'm delusional. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to listen to this. And, uh, and then it fades out. And she's just, uh, yeah, she's broken. She's really broken. She's crying like, "Where are you? I need to. I need you." Uh, and so then we cut back to the trial. They're about to do some sentencing. They're about to sentence her again. Say, you know, you're guilty. Go away. And Rigel steps in and says, "No, we do not concur with the plea of guilty because actually Zan has changed her mind. She's pleading, yeah. pleading guilty just." To save so, herself so that Rigel and Chiana don't get dragged into it. Yeah, so that she get, she can just die with a clear conscience, not thinking that she dragged Rigel and Chiana into their into their graves. Yeah, and then but then they step in and say, No, we do not concur with a guilty plea. And this is you know, you said yesterday that if they don't concur with the council then you can't change then, you know, the plea mm-hmm. does not get accepted. We are now pleading council says we are pleading not guilty. And Chiana actually gets uh, gets the court to gag uh, Zan. Yeah, it's like gag her, gag her for her own good, Your Honor. And they put like a little silvery bit of tape over her mouth, which is mm-hmm. some extreme measures we have to go to. And so then the trial proceeds, trying to uh, go for the not guilty plea. <laughs> I love this scene because there's there's somebody at the stands who's uh, who's testifying. It's like, oh, the time of the death is between then and then. And Rizal's like, ah. Oh, you say you're an expert. Well, the time of death can't be that because Gianna's like smacks him by the back of the head. It's like, um, no lie. actually, my yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't lie. It's like, oh, actually, it's uh, to do with uh, my question is actually to do with the uh, method, it's just strangulation. Ah, but I have experts that will. Oh, wait, <laughs> it's like, don't, no, no Rigel, just uh, no further questions. <laughs> And then they also cross-examine one of the officers who's who was on patrol at that night, saying, "You know, mm-hmm. did you? How did uh, my client slip past you?" And said, so, "Well, we were changing shifts." Uh, <laughs> and then Rigel, oh god, and it's an ex- <laughs> just like an extended scene of Rigel farting. He, <laughs> it's just. And then Shanna starts talking really high again. It's like, and, but no. <laughs> it's like I'm nervous. It happens. I mean, I love I love the line though. It's like I'm in court, so sue me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah, you sure. Can let's... See the old, the, you can see the old court being like, oh, wait, what? I was no. Like, what the hell are these people? Are crazy? <laughs> so it's just like you know. Why, let's just put a scene. Let's put Rigel farting healing in here. Why not? <laughs> I guess. Sure. I hope they keep using that throughout the series, uh, think, even I'm, till the end. I think you've got a good. I think there's a good chance of that. Good. Good. <laughs> Alright, so then they also cross-examine the guy who was on patrol and says they found Zan kneeling over the murdered body and so they're not getting anywhere. No. And we go back to... They're not paying attention either, but (laughs) we'll get back to that later. Yeah, and then they go back to the bar 
Chiana is on the comms with Pilot, basically trying to convince him to stay and you know give us more time. And uh, Moya is really trying to leave, like mm-hmm. she's getting ready to go, and she's not even listening to Pilot. It's like, no, I want out of here. Um, yeah. We have to go look for Talon. I have to go look for Talon. Says so we'll give you one more revolution of the planet. And, so one day. Yeah, one day, and then we're out of here. Chan says, "All right, well, at the end of the day, either we'll be coming back with Zan or by ourselves. Like, it, there's a good chance we'll be coming back without Zan." Mm-hmm. But then Chiana notices that the officer who arrested Zan is also in the bar. Yeah, and he's got a burned face. Yeah, and she's like, "What's up with this?" And what's up with his face? And the barkeeper actually tells them that uh, he has blue eyes, which right a response like, well, so did my third wife. I'm like, 17? 32nd? I don't see it. the point. Yeah. But, but it turns out that a, a Lidgarum with blue eyes apparently gets a rash if they go out during a double full moon. Yeah, they get a moon burn, effectively. Yeah. And so it was a double full, full moon on the night of the murder. Which is why he got the burn on his face. Yeah. Important and, part that the barkeeper says is usually they stay inside. And remember we had that bit of the phone conversation earlier where it was clearly him on the other end saying yeah. it's, it's not safe for me to go out. And he says, and Jar Ruman is like, no, I don't care. Do it. So, you know, there we go. Interesting and, bit of information. And I like that Rigel's like, well, then he's either stupid or something else. And then Jan is like, I don't think he's stupid. I think I'm going to talk to him. I say, what are you going to do? I'm going to do what I do best. Make a new friend. And I love the barkeeper's smirk on this. Because the barkeeper's like, I know exactly what you're doing and I like your style. <laughs> yeah. And so she, yeah, she goes off over there. And like we said, this is, this is what Chiana does best. Mm-hmm. And she makes a new friend. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. Because don't think you get any information. And Chiana's like, ah. Doesn't matter. I mean, you already testified, and we're pleading guilty tomorrow anyway. And it's like case is over. Don't worry about it. And she just basically starts coming onto him and talking he's, him up. He's eating uh, out of her hand yeah. within the first five minutes. Yeah, dead, dead easy. <laughs> but Rigel's like, oh god, I'm going to end up defending both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he starts to ask the barkeeper about something because uh, he's like, there's something in this book about the light of truth. Yeah, and he says that it was believed that if you held a burning torch close to somebody who was not telling the truth it would burn brighter mm-hmm. it's part of their yeah part of their axiom and part of their religion effectively yeah and she says hmm i might just have an and then also he really he's looking through and he the man who was murdered also had he's like this is the guy who was murdered right it's like yes that's him that's him who has blue eyes but his face isn't burned. Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Bom, bom. Got know. it. It's like, yes. <laughs> Rachel has the sort of brainwave. It's like, oh, and just starts going through the uh-huh. And then we go back to court the next day where Chiana is suffering from a hangover. <laughs> yeah. She's basically lying there with her head against the bar. And she, uh, against, against the table, the, yeah. Yeah. And she's like. Rice is like, come on, I need you up. <laughs> I've told you everything I know about the cop. You didn't. My my head is fine right here. So you didn't give you anything, and he taps out a few. He gives a, just taps out a little case of pills and says, "Okay, take one of these now, another one with mid meal, and then another one later if you need it. This will this will sort you out." 
and 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 then the uh, the judge says, "Does the defence have any more questions?" And Tian just ping pops yeah. up. Like, yes, I got questions. We have questions. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> She's just gone bolting her hyper. Like, and there's still the guard there that uh, let let Tian uh, the guard that was supposed to guard San. It's like. You were there. Huh? Can, you, can you see my client right there? I can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so how does it get away? How do? How, 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 how. Yes. <laughs> such a stupid scene, and I love it. It's really funny, and like the GG actually does really good, like with the perfectly hype and and just really like that keeps that dialogue flowing without it being awkward. It's just actually kind of funny, and yeah, and the and Rigel is calls her over. It's like. May I have a few words with I, my co-counsel? Yeah, that's like, uh, Your Honor, may I have a few <laughs> words with my co-counsel? And the judge, in perfect acting, says, Yes, please. Please do. And only the slightest, the <laughs> slightest hint of annoyance on her face. Yeah. Like, only uh, very Just barely subtle. there, but... Chiana Very good acting. Yeah, Chiana then runs over and sort of slides along the table and is like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> He says, you took all three of the pills, didn't you? It's like, I, w- I was feeling really, really bad. Okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll take it from here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, so, Rigel is questioning the uh, doctor or the forensic science uh, guy we saw earlier about mm-hmm. the, who was talking to about the cause of death. He yeah. says, I want to talk to you about the uh, burn that Litigarin's getting. Actually, the circumstances of the uh, yes. of the night. It was there anything special about that night? And he's like, oh, no, not at all. It's like your moons. Oh, I see what you mean. And yeah, yeah it says that some of them get uh, a burn, and they're like, "Ha, huh, let's uh, have a look at the officer then," because the officer got a burn and he's got blue eyes, but the victim, who also has blue eyes, he didn't get a burn. And Tiana is then Tiana's questioning the officer, saying, "You know." Oh, wait, you told me, didn't you? You didn't always used to be a police guy. You used to work in security for Jar Ruman. And the court is like, whoa. What's this? What's this? Like, this will not continue. And order in my court. Order, order. And then, so after that session, like, okay, that's the first session of the day out of the way. And. Uh, Pilot is back on the comms with Chiana and saying, Moya's not listening, we're about to leave, you know, we have to, we're, we're going like now, and Chiana's like, just give us a few more, just give us some more time, we're almost there, we're like getting there, mm-hmm. and she's actually walking around um, outside, she's in sort of the back alley we saw before yeah. and as she's walking along, she gets hit with like a it's ele- an ele- sort of like a wall of electricity, mm-hmm. and uh, knocked down she gets stuck, actually, inside yeah. the wall. And it's the female Litigaran we saw before, again, who's been working with Jaruman, and gets taken to him and back in his office, and he says, you will not pursue this line of questioning, and because if you do, you'll oh, no. be faced with false charges. He actually opens with the perfect line. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a lawyer, so I'll not keep it long-winded. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that's not how that... No, never mind. It's just like, okay, this, what you're doing here, this isn't about this, your client or whatever, this is about utilities rights. They don't need more rights. They you just need to work harder. Yeah. And so you will not pursue this. You will, you will drop it. You'll stop it. It's like, I'm impressed. You were able to sow doubt 
without only a very basic knowledge of our law. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, they're they're feeling a bit scared now, so they're trying to pressure her into stopping. And so, if, you know, if you do, we'll put you on false charges and get you locked away as well. And so, you know, they set up Zan to take the fall for them murdering the guy who is going for utilities rights, you know. Mm-hmm. And they actually take her communicator off, take Chiana's communicator off, drop it in the water, and it's like, you won't be needing this anymore. You'll only be leaving if I say so. And so... Zan. And he ends, ends that conversation with, well, it's better, uh, it's wise that you uh, listen to me. You can trust me. I'm a lawyer. Double <laughs> ha! It's like, <laughs> yup. Oh, oh, God, I hate this planet. Yeah, this planet sucks. <laughs> this planet's full of assholes. Yeah. And so then we see Zan back in her cell, but she's being done up in a straitjacket now. Mm-hmm. And uh, calls out to Dargo, who she's having a vision of now. Yeah, actually, old makeup Dargo, if I'm I correct. I don't think so. I think it is. I I would say go back and look at what Dargo's makeup used to look like. It was a lot lighter than that. It's true, but it's 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 also clearly not the new look we've seen last while I, last few episodes. I don't know. I I figure, I think it is. It, it, okay, we'll, we'll leave it as a point of contention. 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 I right. uh, anyway. It's a very, it's, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, but he, she's like, I needed your strength. And need, I, and, and basically her vision of Dargo is telling her, like, you have to deal with all of this on your own now. You don't have us anymore. Accept that and deal with it by yourself. And it's like, yeah. you did it before when you were incarcerated. And she, she says, I have the Delvian, but I had the Delvian seek then. And I've given that up now. And says, you can do it again. It's like, I don't know if I have the strength to. And it actually comes in for a kiss. Yeah. And I'm like, is this Zan's desire over oh, Dargo? We've seen them do stuff like that before. Way back, very early in season one, they were a lot more flirty. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and <laughs> I like the cut because it like comes in for a kiss. She's obviously hallucinating Dargo. And it cuts to her just actually just chanting yeah. straight. And I think that's, you know, that's what was, quote, actually happening during that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's chanting the same prayer that we heard uh, back in Family Ties, you know, it's when she was... So well, not, not in Family Ties, sorry, in Mind the Baby, when, you know, she's in her trance state. And it's so fucking cute, because Rigel's sitting next to her, and he's holding her hand. Yeah, he's holding her hand, and... Ooh. He's holding her hand, and... But when Chiana comes in, like, sort of runs in, he's like, oh, let's go, <laughs> let's yeah. go. It's like, oh, what? I wasn't holding yeah. her hand. <laughs> and, and, but, yeah, Chiana comes in, grabs the com off... Um, Rigel, because last time they were on the comms, the pilot it was like, "No, we we can't stay any longer." They were actually leaving. They said, mm-hmm. "We're leaving right now." Yeah. And so Chiana's like, "Pilot, pilot, are you there, pilot?" And after a pause, he's like, "We are here. Her, pilot and Moya are there after all." Yeah, they heard what uh, apparently Chiana's communicator was on the whole time during that conversation with Ruben, well, with- and Moya was like. Uh, yeah, no. I You're going to get some extra time because this is bullshit. Yeah, I can't allow this to continue. We'll give you a bit more time, not much more, because she's still desperate to go find Talon. Yeah. But above all, like, Moya is certainly a very... As a character... Like, the funny thing is, Moya does have character. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle, and because she's... I mean, she's a spaceship, but she's protective of her child. We know that. And she also seems to be very caring in general and will not let this kind of thing stand yeah so i I like i like that 
Moya does actually get characterization, and Pilot is like, I didn't do this, you know, she decided to stay. Yeah, I, I, listening I, to me. No, oh, this is her decision, not mine. Yeah, and this is. But we still need to prove her innocence. And Rigel's like, I think I have an idea. Oh, you smug little puppet face. And I love that he, say, he says it'll involve lashings of deception and trickery. And Gianna's, Gianna's like, oh good, we get to play through our strengths. <laughs> yep. And so, we go back in court, and the judge is saying, she's saying that, should we, do we have any more witnesses to call before we end this trial? And says, yes, I'll call Jar Ruman. Oh, 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 oh. Where is Jar? Uh, and so he goes to the stand and he takes his oath with his hand on the axiom, you know, hand on the quote Bible of their mm. place. They're questioning him and says, you know, so the law, it's a pretty big deal for you guys. This oath you just took, really sacred. So sacred, you take it on this sacred book. And he says, yes. And so to lie in front of the court would be really bad. So he says, to lie before the law is unthinkable. Mm -hmm. And so Ryder says, right, remembering that you are under oath, what do you know about the murder? It's, it's like, I know nothing. No know more nothing. than the ordinary citizen. Yeah. Namely that Zan did it and is accused. And then just Chiana's like, smash the state! Yeah, she breaks a chair. <laughs> she smashes a chair. There will be order in my court! <laughs> and she takes, a, she takes one of the legs and she's like, do you know what this is? So it's a stick of wood. Yes, an ordinary stick of wood. But in this case... In this court. In this court... It can also be used as the light of truth. The light of truth. Yeah. So it says, near a witness under oath, it reacts with special properties. And he says, well, that's a fable. It's like, oh, is it? And so they, they light it. Tiana lights it and mm -hmm. holds it up in front of his face, in front of uh, Jaruman's face. Yeah, and Rigel starts, starts questioning him. Yeah, he says, did the death benefit, he says, the death benefited your firm quite uh, nicely, didn't it? He says, and, you know, Jaru... We can our enemies, yeah, yes. He says, if we can our enemies, it doesn't necessarily follow that I had anything to do with it. You know, he's being very savvy about the whole thing. Of course. And, but then Chan says, well, how about, you know, finding an off-worlder to blame for the death of uh, this guy would benefit your firm and you know would, do you agree and he says hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, speaking I can st that that makes sense yes he says right just as the victim didn't get burned so maybe the victim was killed somewhere else and brought to the no, alley hypothetically you know, speaking yes yeah, that yeah. could be a possibility and he says and then Chiana says are you speaking hypothetically and then Rigel right. whispers under his breath on the comms like now and we cut up to pilot who gives a little smirk, just a very quick scene yeah, of pilot, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a smirk, and this beam of light comes down from Moya in orbit, and Jarum says, yes, I am speaking hypothetically, and the, the entire courtroom starts glowing. Yeah, because the torch suddenly starts lighting up way more. Yeah, and he says, did you have anything to do with the death? And it really starts hammering home the question, and just no, brighter no. and brighter and brighter, and then, no. and then pilot goes to full power, and it just glowing, the entire place is lit up and then Ryder says, will you believe the the testimony of an obviously guilty man or the symbol of your world and your religion and she says mm, arrest that man all the charges against Zan are dropped let's leave, we're done, okay we're done here. that's Woo! it, cut back to uh, Zan and John on the ship yep, and, and then, how did that work? how did what work? as in 
the cheap Dortch trick. I like the. P- so we'll this get, is we'll get back to that at the end of the episode. I think I think we want to wrap this up okay, and then yeah. get into All right, this. So yeah, we go back to Zan and Crichton in the transport pod, and you know, so obviously she's been explaining the story to John and says, "I keep seeing you die in my dreams." And it's like, "Well, I'm here. I'm alive." Boops is not boops are nervous. <laughs> and but she says, "My the whole experience on Litigar it showed that my spirituality was lacking." Um, but he says, "Well, that." got you to recommit yourself to the seek right so it was worth it yeah and then moira arrives to come pick them up we hear rigel over the comms saying where are you two it's like we're out here dead it's like how did you do that in a how did you throw that up in a frail proof uh transport pod it's like i don't know depends who left his barbecue ribs over here (laughs) and then aaron is like oh i mean what do you expect from rigel we'll be there to pick you up good to hear your voice can't wait also, the other thing is, Anne is like, you know, I re- yes, I recommitted myself to the Sikh, but it hasn't really helped anybody, you know, because er- because Dargo, Aaron, Rigel, and I like the... Frel, Frel, then. And he's like, yeah, the, you know, you were a tenth level Poe, like, this... <laughs> well, I mean, what he's, what he's getting at, like, is, like, it's it's more about, you know, for yourself. You have to do this for yeah. yourself. But what he actually says is, like, no, screw them. Like, you're a tenth level Poe. Uh, go to eleventh level and we get a TV ministry. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i you know i have sometimes i have no idea what you're saying he's like yeah, yeah neither me, do i me neither <laughs> I, I love that little interaction that's and great I, and i love that it then ends on zan saying as she puts her head on his shoulder again just yep. like in the cell uh thank you for your strength well your compassion she says. yeah thank thank you for your compassion and john answering with thank you for yours and then puts his head on her head it's very cute it's really and then it cute. ends that's and that's the it. final line of the episode and i love that yeah do you want to hear okay what, okay actually do, do you want to hear what the original version of that yes. ending scene was mm-hmm. so in reunion which would have been the first episode if it had been done this way then uh we go back to the bar and chiana gives the bartender a good pie kiss calls up pilot and you know we're on their way and zan he's pilot says is zan with you because i want to ask you something and chiana says well yeah but she's not the way she was last time and he says he knows he thinks it's wonderful zan's been chanting return to the seat become a priest again that's awesome everything's great I mean, even though she's kind of checked out, but they go back to Moya and continue the search for Talon. But then what about Crichton, Aaron, and Dargo? And Chiana says it's, they're gone, it's time to move on. And they, Rigel takes Zan's hand and they all leave. Huh. And that would have been episode one, immediately followed by Mind the Baby. Yeah, I think it works better this way. Absolutely. Like, I just say straight up, this works way better mm-hmm. um, where it is in the version that we saw with, yeah, with it being a flashback it, it works so much better because parts of it like Aaron Dargo and John showing up in the prison would have been like it, the moment would might have been a bit stronger but you'd also be like wait why are they disappearing this doesn't make any sense what the hell are they are they ghosts now yeah also the other thing is that really what this episode is it's a kind of uh, it's like a I don't say it's a planet of the week episode mm-hmm. like it's it's not and over, like it does have all the ties to the overarching story, but really it's like we'll go to the planet of the lawyers, and yeah. like yeah, like yeah, yeah, immediately yeah. following from the super emotional end of uh, season one, then you've got then you would have this, and it's like you're no, being asked to give a shit about all of these other characters and this other entire world when your head is in the space of 
what the hell happened to everybody? Yeah, no, you're right. It, this works way better. It's, yeah. Speaking. And, okay. Can we go back? Yeah, sure. Because I, th I think they dropped the ball on this episode. Alright, what, what, what did they do? Because... Well, what didn't they do? Because <laughs> they end, like... Maybe it's because I've played too much Phoenix Wright, but they end <laughs> it on, basically, oh, let's cheat our way out of this by holding up this torch and then making it glow. Because yeah. there's three lines of questioning they could have followed here. Because mm. there's, first of all, there's the fact that the police officer is outdoors <laughs> despite the double moon. Why is he doing that? Mm. Normally he'd stay inside. That's a mm -hmm. cause of doubt. Why is the victim, uh, why is his face not burnt? Yeah. Because that heavily implies the victim wasn't outside. Mm. So that's also a line of questioning that never gets brought up afterwards. Yeah. And there's also the one where they could have gone into like, okay, she was already strangling her lawyer recently. She didn't crush his windpipe, so apparently she can't do that. I that's that's a lot weaker than those other two. True. Ones, to be honest, fourth one actually, I just realized. How did she escape? Like, how yeah. the hell did she make that bar disappear? Yeah, that there's a few, definitely some things in there, and. How did she know the rotation? How did she know yeah. to, how to get out? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's all these kind of lines they could have taken, but like, certainly Rigel and Tiana's line of thinking, certainly Rigel's, is like on the let's trick our way out of this. Let's use, use deception. Like, it is the it is the way these two would have would absolutely in character finish it. I'm absolutely, just, it would have been fun if they'd taken a more police procedural to it and actually done some lawyering. I guess but. so, but like. I'm I'm fine with how they did it because mm. it, it, it like you said it makes sense as to what Rigel and Tiana would do certainly yeah. what Rigel Rigel's plan and it is very much them I agree with that it's just yeah. like I I would have hoped they got some, it would got some <laughs> you actual want, you wanted like a, like a court, proper courtroom drama yeah I wanted the proper courtroom drama <laughs> we got the kind of silly fastscapey like yeah. sci-fi deal which is you oh. know it's what you expect Fair. but yeah there's. I don't know. I I feel like this episode was pretty good. It was all right. Um, again, it it's not the like most groundbreaking episode ever. Nope. Um, and I'm 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 kind of baffled that they even thought about doing this for the first episode of season one of uh, season yeah. two, because like it really wouldn't have worked. Mm. Because like you're on this cliffhanger and you're like, oh, what what happens? And you come back and like, oh, here's this random episode. Zany, zany planet with ninety percent lawyers. Oh my! Yeah, and actually, this was originally written. This was the script for this was originally supposed to be a first season episode, okay. like with the planet of lawyers, you know, because they were the script was it was original was tone was much more of like a much more heavily obviously on the lawyer planet. Oh, everybody's a lawyer. Oh, that's weird, and mm -hmm. that does fit in season one when they're still doing random stuff like that yeah. pretty often. Um. And but what I mean by this point the show's gone in a much more like I guess heavier I, direction and I'd argue wacky. I mean we've had crackers don't matter. Well, I think I don't know about wacky. Like I think the thing with crackers don't matter is it wasn't just zany for the sake of it. It was also heavy because these people were like get, getting. You had people. You had them getting almost evil and tortury or like. Yeah, actually, fighting right. each other. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. just like whoa, everybody's gone crazy. And so, like the planet full of lawyers is very much a weird and wacky kind of thing, and that's not really where Farscape is right now. Certainly, in the past few episodes, like it's been pretty heavy. 
Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, whoa, look at this. And we do have the the heavier stuff with uh, Zan and all that. Because that, that's great with the visions of Dargo, yeah. Crichton, and Aaron. That all works really well. Or breaking up. Ugh. Yeah, but just like the, the premise of the lawyer planet is kind of a bit like, eh. It's, it's just... a fairly... I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's... It it expands on what happened between season one and season two, mm-hmm. and you know why when we find everybody in family ties that uh, Zan has kind of gone out of it in a trance. It does explain yeah. that, but I feel like it's still kind of a forgettable episode. I was actually going to give it a three. I don't think I don't think it's bad. I think there's a lot of fun stuff in it. Yeah, but I I. <sighs> It adds a few bits to the backstory, but really it doesn't do much more than that. I, no, I mean, that's, I, that's why I'm giving it a three. It's a passable episode. I yeah. enjoyed myself with it. Yeah. Like I said, I think they could have done a few more courtroom drama thingies with mm-hmm. it. But aside from that, it's like, sure, it fills out some background we, we were missing. Yeah. It had a nice call back to the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Yeah, no, it, it's, it is... It does mix the sort of fun parts of them trying to, you know, get through the legal system and the heavier parts with Zan. It mixes that pretty well, and I think maybe I'm being, uh, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on it. it. It is actually pretty good. It's or you know, it's fine. And God, but actually, I think if I had, if this had been the first episode of season two, this would get a lower rating. Yeah, oh yeah, this, this would, would be have, like this would have been in one. Trust this me, would I would tank this hard. They made the right choice. They absolutely made the right choice putting it where they did. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, we'll give that. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll say three out of five. That's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. And it's this kind of thing of we're introduced to this planet for a single episode, asked to care about it, and then forget about it afterwards. Mm. Like the whole, the whole subplot about the utilities' rights didn't really feel. It no, was, it wasn't. I, I would have liked to see more of that happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it felt just a little bit underwhelming. It just was oh, well. kind of just set dressing, really. Other than that. But, you know, it was alright. It was okay. So, you want to know what's up next? Uh, go ahead. Oh, you're going to like this one. Out of Their Minds. Ah, right. I know what this is going to be about. Yeah, so after an attack by the aliens called the Halosians, all right, okay. the crew of Moya, oh god, this is great, the crew of Moya find their minds and bodies switched. Oh, it's the body switch episode. Yeah, and they must find a way to get their minds back into their own bodies before... Uh, stuff goes wrong. So oh, this this is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, I I know that this is this is gonna be a fun one next week. Like good. Like I know I said that you know this episode was kind of a little bit a little bit weird and like but Farscape does have fun every now and then. Yeah. In like a, but it does it so, it does it so well, and it's it's, we'll, we'll it's see because how well of the it character does. interactions. You know, it's all they've built up their characters so well. Like their strength is. All in the character. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, like maybe not all in it, but like heavily in it. It's one of the best things about the show. And so this kind of stuff where they're switching bodies, and I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this. Same one. here. Same here. So we'll be back with that next week, uh, out of their minds. And yeah, that was Dream a Little Dream. Definitely works better as episode eight. Yes. Yep. 
All right, so we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And you can find us uh, in the meantime on social media. I'm on Twitter at Can'tWearHatsThreads at Vidalkin in Tree. Yep. And go to Can'tWearHats.co.uk for previous episodes, which are brought to you by you from the Can'tWearHats Patreon, patreon.com slash Can'tWearHats, if you want to support this and my other projects. So uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And goodbye. Is it not so, Mr. Hats, that Elmo was in your depths because you helped him spell the word tree? This is ridiculous. I've never, never even met the man. And therefore, he was covering for you with an alibi that night. Preposterous. I don't have to listen to these accusations. Which would also explain the chocolate residue found on your shirt and pants during the night of the crime. I've, I have multiple testimonies that will prove my innocence. No, Mr. Hats. Or should I say Cookie Monster? It was you who took the last cookie from the jar. We not have to listen to this. This preposterous. You'll be hearing from me, lawyer. <laughs> me see you in court.